0: I do a lot of um, like, so like outside of my credit repair business, I do a lot of like credit workshops. Like I'll have companies actually hire me to teach their employees about credit and coming from the inner city. Like I went to Glenville, still living in 216. (laughs) Um, I thought that it was like just a black issue. Like I thought that they didn't teach us this because they don't care about the black kids in inner city the credit system is set up to make money off of anybody like credit money is green. It's not black or white money is green. So they don't care. Like who know what? Who and know what. yeah. And it took for me to really just be doing these workshops and two months after I had started my business, I had met this wealth manager. Didn't even know that that was a job, but he basically tell rich people how to spend money. Um, so he's got clients making six and seven figures a year they can't do what they want to do and move how they want to move because they credit shit. And it's like, dude, you rich. Like, why do you have bad credit? So it's not really. It's not a poor issue. It's not a class issue. It's not a race issue. It's they don't want us to know how credit works because if they did, we they wouldn't make money.
1: On the way to the top floor, I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, musta motivate. Hold all the moves, I'ma put play. On the way. Motivation for all the- on the way on the way to the big check you ain't know i'm up next till i'm on the way you ain't take your risk because you too afraid i'ma just eat till i'm overweight on the way on the way what's up y'all so the million Up Mindset team has relaunched our tech subscription service so it's a platform that sends out motivational texts every day updates on the podcast info on investing in real estate saving tips and all updates regarding the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. To subscribe, text MMPOD to 24251. Again, to subscribe, text MMPOD to
2: 24251. What's up, y'all? This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Consulting Services. If you are interested in learning how to purchase your first investment property or you need some help getting your finances in order so that you can purchase your first investment property, just contact us at www.parkhillconsultantservices.com, and we can get you started. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. Another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. My name is Vienna Kent, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Xavier Miller. what's up, what's up everybody? And today we have another special guest joining us on today's show. We have Miss Irene, the owner of Hannah Financial, and another fellow Clevelander joining us today. Welcome to the show,
0: Two One Six on Deck. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. Uh, yeah. It's cold here. It's real cold, but <laughs> I'm indoors, so I'm happy. That's yeah,
1: good. That's, 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 yeah. Yeah. And this episode I'm excited to have, you know, this is the top of the year, top of 2020. And as you know, tax season is coming up. That's mm-hmm. an important part for people to get their money right. So I feel like it was it was only right that we bring Irene on the show and she dropped all her gems and wisdom,
0: you know, get y'all right get y'all, for the get year, y'all right.
1: get y'all <laughs> some, you know, get y'all some uh, little tips to get y'all right for the year. Mm-hmm. But, you, but let's, go, let's get right into it. So the first question we always ask our guests is, so. To everything you're doing right now, what was the start today? Just giving a little background on
0: yourself. Um, so I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Wow.
1: Wow. wow. Yeah,
0: like it was never even something that I had considered. Like I went to college and I just wanted a better job. Like I wanted um, my degrees in organizational leadership with a minor in human resource management. So I wanted a human resource management job. Like I wanted to work my nine to five, have my weekends off, have my company car (laughs) and (laughs) the cars just didn't fall like that. And it's crazy because I was in a position where there was nobody else better qualified for the internal position that I applied for. And the reason that I didn't get it is because the internal recruiter, like one of his friends had just got fired from another company. So he hired him instead of fill that the internal position with an internal candidate like he was supposed to um and that's what really started my entrepreneur journey because I feel like it almost broke me
2: mm. but it
0: brought me to like a very low point in my life and I was doing um credit repair initially like up until that point but it was for like myself my family my coworkers, and when I didn't get that job it was like I ran you kind of good at this like Figure out the legalities and let's go. So that's what I did. I quit my job of 13 years. My last day was actually my 13th year anniversary. And that was July of 2017. And I just hit the ground running. Damn. So, 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 yeah. I, I
1: know, yeah so, so, hold, on, hold on. That's crazy though. Cause, like, usually when somebody have a job or they usually got the outsiders or family members, friends, they're like, man, you did 13 years. You about to give all this up?
0: What's crazy is, I feel like the people who really know me have always been like, Irene, you should be doing so much more than this. But it's like, I was always comfortable with being comfortable, even though comfortable wasn't living up to my potential. And it's like not getting that job was a blessing in disguise because it broke me down. But then it made me realize like, why am I here when I could be doing something way greater? Like 2018 was my first full year in business and I was able to scale my Company to so a six, six, six figure company, so it's like, why have I been here for thirteen years? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs>
2: Sometimes you just need that wake up call. You, don't know you do. It's gonna hit you, but it's gonna hit you.
0: And I tell people all the time, like it's a big difference between people having faith in you and you having faith in yourself. So mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it really for me to hit rock bottom, for me to really realize, like Irene, you could do whatever the, with like right. whatever you yeah, want to do. do.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you know. Yeah, that's great yeah that's, that's well, great.
2: here Not i am being worked out in your
1: favor yeah of course of course when you when you got that mentality it's gonna it's gonna work out for you like you said having faith in yourself is gonna work out for you you got the, mm-hmm. you got the skills too so it only makes mm-hmm. sense but uh so what made you like interested in credit service because we was talking briefly about how like the credit industry does get a bad rap. And there's a lot of people, you know. man. So, the reason the
0: credit industry gets a bad rep is because a lot of people don't know that, like, the credit repair industry is actually an industry, like it's governed by federal and state laws. Like, what you can do, um, as a credit repair specialist, what you can say to people that could be potential clients, like, you can't promise specific results, um, you can't promise specific credit scores. Like. It's a bunch of stuff that you can and cannot do. You can't charge like a large, flat, upfront up flat fee. So, like, I've seen people like, I paid this dude $2,500 to fix my credit. Nobody should be charging you a large, upfront flat fee for credit repair in any state. Like, oh, in any right. state. In um, 42 out of 50 states, you have to either have a license or a bond or both. People don't know that. Um, the state of Georgia, credit repair is actually illegal in the state of Georgia. So, if you are a resident in the state of georgia and you are charging people for credit repair that's a misdemeanor like it's a it's against the law <laughs> um but there's a lot of like different legalities and because so many people are operating illegally in a space and do things like overpromise and under deliver i feel like that's why there's this cloud over the credit repair industry um how did i get started so in 2014 my credit was shit and when i say shit i mean like low 400s um, my grandpa had just died, so he had left me. It was like a total of eighty thousand yeah. dollars. And when we when we get money, like, and we got bad credit, and we want to do better, what do we do? You we go. pay stuff off. Yeah. I paid off thirty thousand dollars worth of debt August of two thousand fourteen, and my my middle credit score went from a four ten to a four twenty two. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's
1: fucked yep. up, man. Okay. That's fucked
0: up. And. I had been looking into like, I had heard about credit repair then and I was looking for people to like help me. And everybody was either like a credit agent, like they were doing it under an MLM or they just didn't seem legit. And I was just asking people like, well, who do I talk to if I have questions? Oh, you're not gonna have questions. I just spent $30,000 and my score went up 12 points. I got questions. I don't even know about yet. Like, right. what do you mean? Um, and since everybody was just giving me like the answers that I didn't want, I've always been good at figuring shit out on my own, and that's what I did. So I just did a bunch of research on legal credit repair, uh, consumer laws, credit reporting, credit scoring, and I launched my business officially in March of 2017, and I quit my job in July of that year.
1: Wow. So, so I want to ask real quick. So the person that you paid $30,000 to, did they tell you, like, all right, when you pay us this money, we're going to get your credit to this score, or is it just like...
0: Oh, no. So, the I didn't pay it to, like, somebody repair my credit. I paid it to creditors. So, okay, like, okay. I had a... Yeah, like, I had all of the debt that was on my credit reports, I paid it all off. And my score only went up 12 points. Okay, that's
2: that's crazy. Okay. I was like, yep. um, somebody who's interested in becoming a credit, like, repair specialist, what are mm-hmm. the exact steps they need to take to, like, actually get certified?
0: Read... <laughs> um. yeah a lot of people and I don't know if it's because like everything is so microwavable with the internet now but a lot of people just don't want to do the work so it's like if you don't want to know why credit repair is even a thing like, people think, oh, well, if this is negatively impacting my reports, I can get it removed. That's, that's not what credit repair is. The reason why credit repair is a thing is because you're right as a consumer is to have every single thing that's reporting on your credit report be 100% verifiable and be reporting 100% accurately. Okay. So, yes, there are a lot of accounts that are on your credit reports that are reported inaccurately that are unverifiable. But just because they are negatively impacting your credit report doesn't necessarily mean that they're supposed to be off of your credit reports. Right. So really just looking into the laws and then searching state by state to see what you need to get licensed and bonded, if anything. Like um, in Florida, you don't have to have a license, but you have to have a $10,000 business uh, bond. Mm -hmm. I'm in Ohio, so we have to have an actual license with the Department of Commerce, and I have to have a $50,000 bond. So just seeing what you need in each state and just doing a lot of research. And a lot with credit repair, because things are always changing, it's trial and error. So just finding a system that works for you that you can implement and have repeated and get results.
2: Okay.
1: So, so, I, no, so I got it? yeah, I got something else I want to add. So like what well, for the people that's listening to this and they hear you uh say how you spent 30 but it only went up 12 points. Like, why is that? Why was it only why did it only go up 12 points after spending so much money?
0: So majority of it was collection accounts. Uh, one thing that we don't know about collection accounts, and I, one of the things that I hate to hear is when people is like, oh, well, since you didn't have a contract or like a user agreement with a collection account, you don't have to pay them. Over 90% of wage garnishments are granted to third-party collection agencies. They're not granted to the actual creditor because most creditors don't do in-house collections. I think American Express, um, They do do collections, but they actually have an in-house collection agency. So once they write off that debt that you decided that you didn't um, think that you needed to pay back, they send it to their own collection agency and then the collection agency collects on there. Um, A lot of stuff that I paid off was collection, like a collection account. So all of my credit cards were charged off. They all went to collections. Um, I had a judgment on there for $10,000. I paid that off. Did nothing for my credit. But when you are paying collection accounts, anytime that you're adding new payment history to an account that's technically not a line of credit, like a judgment or a collection account, it does not help your credit score. Like, if anything, it usually hurts because the credit scoring system, anytime there's a derogatory event that happens to your credit, like you get you laid on a bill, um, you get a collection account, your credit score is made to eventually age out of it, right? So the collection accounts that I had were from like three years ago, but since I knew that I, since I added any payment history to them, it basically just re-aged those accounts. So now twenty thousand dollars worth of collection accounts that I just paid off look like new collection accounts on my credit report because I added new payment history to them.
2: Okay,
1: that's crazy, yo. It's crazy how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: What's even crazier is that like. They actually don't teach us how credit works. And I I do a lot of um, like, so like outside of my credit repair business, I do a lot of like credit workshops. Like I'll have companies actually hire me to teach their employees about credit and coming from the inner city. Like I went to Glenville, still living in 216. (laughs) Um, I thought that it was like just a black issue. Like I thought that they didn't teach us this because they don't care about the black kids in inner city the credit system is set up to make money off of anybody like credit money is green. It's not black or white money is green. So they don't care. Like who know what? Who and know what. yeah. And it took for me to really just be doing these workshops and two months after I had started my business, I had met this wealth manager. Didn't even know that that was a job, but he basically tell rich people how to spend money. Um, so he's got clients making six and seven figures a year they can't do what they want to do and move how they want to move because they credit shit. And it's like, "Dude, you rich. Like, why do you have bad credit?" So it's not really it's not a poor issue, it's not a class issue, it's not a race issue. It's they don't want us to know how credit works because if they did, we they wouldn't make money.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, they said like they said they make a lot of money off people bad financial decisions.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: And kind of like taking a step back, I know a lot of our listeners are young and they don't really know too much and anything about credit. So can you just explain really what credit is and how is it useful
0: to someone? So you need credit for everything. Um, credit, the easiest way to put it is credit is you're basically scored on how well do you pay what's extended to you. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. And... A lot of people think, oh, well, if I, if I have credit, I got to have a lot of debt. You can have a great credit score and I have any debt. Like those two things are not synonymous. Um, and a lot of people don't understand the things that they need to do to prove that they are credit worthy. Like you need credit cards, whether you use them or not. Um, you need some type of installment debt. So whether it's a car loan, student loan, mortgage, like you need something that you pay a fixed amount on over an extended period of time. Uh your utility bills are not gonna help your credit score. Your rent is not gonna help, it's gonna help your vantage score, but no FICO models currently use any of these rent reporters that people are paying. None of those are taking your rent payments into consideration. Um what else? If you do, if you are in a situation where you have a debt and it gets charged off, it does not matter who owns that debt. Like if that, if a and the way collection agencies work, so say, I had American or not American Express. I had a capital one card. It got charged off. It it was $4,000. When they charge it off, they sell the debt to a third party collector. The third party collector owns that debt. Whether they had a contract with you or not, they legally bought that debt from the original creditor. So now they have the right to collect on that debt. They can try to get you to pay it. And if it's, if it's, if the balance is large enough, they're going to go to court. A lot of times when people get um, court papers to like get their garnishes wage, get their wages garnished from these third-party collectors, we get court papers in the mail and what do we do? Oh, I ain't going to court. I ain't doing this. <laughs> and right. now since right. you didn't show up, the collection agency that bought this $1,000 debt for probably like $200, now they're garnishing your wages for the full balance of $1,000 because you decided not to show up to court. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and even if report. A lot of people think, um, especially coming into the credit re- credit repair space, oh, well, if I just get these deleted off my reports, I don't owe them. Nothing legally has to be reported to your credit report except for federal student loans when they are first dispersed. That's it. That's it. Like nothing, nothing else legally has to be on your credit reports because anytime anything is reported to your reports um, outside of like judgments and like public records, companies have to pay to report that information to your credit reports. So like I have people to complain all the time like, oh, I, I called the credit bureaus and I was on hold for two hours. You're not their consumer. Like there's no <laughs> there's no money transaction going on between you and TransUnion right. for you to right. feel like they have to give you good customer service and be staffed enough where you're not on hold for two hours. They're con- Their consumers, like the people that they do business right. transactions with. Is American Express, Capital One, the collection agencies because they have to actually pay to report any information that they report to your credit profile.
1: Wow, see, I ne- I never, I never thought about that before, but that's so true now. Because sometimes mm-hmm. when you call them, they do. You, 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 you be like, man, are these why the fuck they so rude, man? Damn. <laughs> I mean, that makes. Sense I had now.
0: to, I had to call Experian. Um, the year I got married, I had just got a Navy federal credit card, and for some reason the only thing that was showing up on my Experian credit report was that Navy federal card. And this was like after I done did all this work to get my credit all the way together. And I'm like, "Mm -mm. this (laughs) score's supposed to be 800. I got a, I got a whole lot more good accounts going on in here. Mm -hmm. I legit was on hold for two hours and 45 minutes just to find out that when, since the Navy federal um, card was in my married name, Experian had basically created me two credit profiles, with the same social security number, but one with my married last name and one with my maiden last name. And that the only one that was showing up was the credit report with my married last name. Almost three hours just for y'all to fix that. Like an error on y'all end, not something I did, not something Navy Federal did, but like just an error on the way that y'all keep records because that's all they do is just house records. Right. Um three hours, me on hold.
1: What the hell? That's crazy, man. That is.
0: It-
1: so like for the people that's listening, they wondering, like, okay, how what's the first steps I take to build? I probably ain't really got no credit or well, my credit's bad. What's the first takes people can what's the first steps? My bad. What's the first steps people can take to start building that credit? You need like
2: to you get said,
1: some... pay, like I was just my bad. I was just saying, like no, you either. said, you pay all that money for only 12 points. So what obviously that's probably not the best idea for people to do. So what other steps they can take?
0: So had I known what I know now instead of paying off the $30,000, one, I would have settled all of that debt for way less than what I paid.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I would have called right. and negotiated paper deletes, like, yo, I give you this, uh, this amount of money if you agree to completely remove this account from my credit report. Like I would have settled all those debts for starters and I would have got secured lines of credit. Um, a lot of people, they don't understand, like if you can't prove that you're credit worthy, nobody should be giving you unsecured credit. Mm. like, you are not putting nothing, no collateral up, and you look bad on paper, like, you can't burn a candle at both ends of the stick. <laughs> so, I would have got some secure credit cards and definitely negotiated paper deletes for all those collection accounts instead of paying those off and full.
1: Mm. That, makes, that, that makes a lot of sense. And can you speak on, like, how you just brought up negotiating? I feel like a lot of people don't know that you could call these collection agencies mm-hmm. and actually negotiate, you know, mm-hmm. the price. And I feel like people don't know that.
0: Everything in life is negoti- is Negotiate. Negotiate. There we go. That word right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling, I'm... Everything in life, especially when it comes to um, like collection accounts, because they bought these these accounts for literally pennies on a dollar. Um, I actually have a script that like I email to my clients when they decide that they do want to do like settle for an account. They like we couldn't get off or is it's taking too long and they got the money and they just want to settle it. I always tell people call the very last week of the month. Collection agencies are very productivity based. So that last week of the month, everybody and mama is pressed to reach their numbers. So they will literally settle for whatever you try to negotiate. If you know you're not good at negotiating, you know somebody who is. Like it might not be you, might be might be your mama, might be your best friend, like mm-hmm. might be your brother, baby mama, like somebody <laughs> you know <laughs> is yeah. good at negotiating to get what they want. So Have them call. Have them negotiate. You owe. They got this debt for three hundred dollars. Tell them you got one ten. You're trying to settle it. Like you'd be surprised what people will settle for, especially when it comes to like debt and things of that nature.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. That's
2: true. So I was going to ask you, um, what would you say are the most common mistakes people make when building their credit?
0: Applying for unsecured credit with bad, with a low, a bad credit score. Um, going through the credit repair process people don't understand that it's a team sport so like yes we're going to work on getting as many inaccurately reported unverifiable items off your credit report but you still need to do the work on your end like you still need to pay your bills on time if you don't have no open revolving credit or you don't have a lot of open revolving credit you need to get some secure credit cards like Most usually when people don't have favorable results in the credit repair process is because they're not doing the work on their end to make sure that your score is still increasing Mm -hmm. because you can get all the deletes. You can get 18 accounts removed from your credit report, but if you don't have any positive accounts and you're not building positive credit, your score is not going to go up because there's nothing positive in your profile to support a positive score.
1: That's game. And that's Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy how like they don't teach you this in school for real.
0: Mm-mm. And then the people that are like operating illegally in this space, they're not telling you like, yes. "Hey, you you got to be responsible. You have to actually show that your credit worthy on paper." While I'm working on removing these negatives, and yeah, then yes. once you done got scammed because you went to this person, that's driving this fancy car because he's yep. he real good at scamming people. <laughs> <laughs> When you when you find a reputable company that tells you like, hey, you got to do work on your end, it's like, oh no, I I, I don't want to do that. It's like, okay, well you want to keep having bad credit. And mm-hmm. that's so
1: true. And that's why I feel like it was so important to bring you on the show today because there are a lot of bad credit people out here, and people get it like misconstrued. Like you'll say, like I got somebody that can fix credit for you. They just think like, oh hell, no. I know this person. He took mm-hmm. out our money. He mm-hmm. fucked up our credit. And took and took our money, so it's like, but that's and
0: a lot of time, and it's crazy because I went live about this earlier. It's your fault as a consumer, right? Like somebody, right. somebody told you, oh, I. If you give me this X amount of money, I can make all of these years of your bad credit habits just disappear. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: that don't even make sense. Like, it don't make sense at all. Like, you got to do better. Yeah, yeah. That's why <laughs> you got to do better. That's why we want to bring real credit specialists mm-hmm. on to get our real g- game. So that, that, like I said, I'm super glad to have you on today. But for the next question, so how... Because uh, you, I've seen that you posted this on Instagram. You said you lose when you dispute a counsel online and you said never yes. do it, you said never do it. So why is that? So
0: The reason why you can dispute is uh, it's a federal law, the fair credit reporting act, the FCRA, that law specifically says disputes that are milled into the credit bureaus have to be acknowledged or like have to be considered when it comes to them with your credit reports. So mm-hmm. since that law specifically says that if you fax in a dispute, if you dispute online, if you use, A third-party app to dispute anything they don't have to use the same verification and validation process to take care of those disputes because you didn't dispute the way that you should have disputed which was through mail since you use those forms you are at the leisure of the credit bureaus for those disputes to be processed the way that they want to process them Um, you also give up your arbitrational rights as a consumer so if like how Equifax just had the security breach Mm-hmm. if you depending on where you dispute it like if you disputed directly on their website you were not included in that class action lawsuit because yeah. since you mm-hmm, since you dispute it on and when you dispute online it's like uh, it's like a long like disclaimer policy breaking down nobody reads those, nobody <laughs> right. reads those. Nobody but in but it. in that in that disclosure it says by you disputing online you are given up the right to participate in any class action lawsuits against this company.
1: Gotta read the fine print <laughs> as they say. We got to. You got to read the fine print. That's crazy. That's crazy. And uh so with that being said, so you said the best way to dispute it is pretty much mailing something in. hmm I
0: tell people yeah. all the time like in the financial industry, anything that's made for consumer convenience is not made to help you at all. Right. Like mm-hmm. They're not going to make it easy for you to fix your credit to get a better interest rate or to get approved for a loan. Like nothing about that yeah. even. No like worries. when you think about it like that, like why would why would I make it easier yeah. for you to not have to pay me money?
1: Right. Yeah. Like, that's true. That's true. But that's 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 interesting because we like you know most people are consumers, so they only mm-hmm. see things from a consumer mentality. So exactly. it's hard for a lot, a lot of people to fully understand it because they. They can't they can't put themselves mentally on the other side of the stick for
0: And people don't like to hear the word work. Like mm-hmm. they they hate it. It's like you cussing at them, you cussing out their mama and their baby mama and everybody else. Like they don't like to hear the wo- the word work or inconvenience. Like yeah, at right. all. And that and that kind of
1: reminded me of something that you said on uh Twitter, and this is kind of off topic when you were saying how it was like a big thing going on, with people saying like. It, was, it started with Aisha, when she said pretty much how she sacrificed. And people was like, they ain't want to sacrifice. And, he was like, yeah. and, you, and you was like, just say, you, you said something like, y'all drink every weekend, not caring about the job or die. Just say, hey, just, just say <laughs> you don't want to do the work. Like, <laughs> just
0: be honest with yourself. Exactly. A lot of the comfort that I had at being at my job for 13 years was because I didn't want to do shit else. Like, yeah, I was yeah. comfortable making my little $19 an hour, working my 45 hours a week. And doing what I wanted to do on the weekends right. or when right. I could. Like I was I was comfortable with that. Right. Like
1: and that's just being real with yourself. Like you gotta yeah. you gotta be real with yourself. Like, okay. A lot of people lie to themselves, though. they be like, No, nah, it's not that I don't want to work, it's just they'll make some it. Yeah. It,
0: it, it was so much, it was so much that I was seeing, and then people was like, Oh, like that that doesn't equate to hard work, or like you don't have to. No, then somebody said like something about health, like, oh, you don't have to be unhealthy to. And it's like, I'm 33. I had a heart attack 10 years ago and I I was comfortable. Like I wasn't doing no extra crazy work. Like I was comfortable not working hard. It's like health wise, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yes, there are certain things that you can do to avoid certain health issues. But like the only thing that I could have did to avoid not getting sick and having a heart attack was probably not going to work because mm-hmm. I ended up catching, I caught a viral infection because I, I work in, uh, I worked at Save-A-Lot. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> and the, the, there's like 3,000 stores across the country. The Ohio division is the biggest division and the most profitable. So I was at like the number one and number two stores in a division for like the past eight years. So we was busy. So it will always be a whole bunch of people and a germs coming in and out of the store. And I ended up getting sick. I thought I had, I thought I had the flu. But I was like real sick for like two weeks. Um, And I woke up, it was a Friday. I woke up to go pee. And on the way back into the bedroom, I collapsed in the doorway. So my uh, significant other at the time took me to the hospital. And I'm thinking like, all right, I'm going to stay here for a couple of hours. And then I'm going to go back to work tomorrow. And they're like, oh, well, we just did blood work and you had a heart attack. So now we're sending you up to cardiac ICU. So... I was there for nine days, and um, yeah,
1: yeah. And I was
0: in—it's so crazy because prior to that, I had no major health problems, like none, (laughs) like didn't have high blood pressure, like none of that. So (laughs)
1: that's scary. I never heard of that before. That's scary.
0: mm -hmm. Yep, I had a viral infection. It attacked my heart and my lungs. Mm -hmm. Shit. And it was so funny because I was supposed to work that day, so I ended up calling off work like before I went to go pee and my boss was at work like she would call off on payday because we got paid every friday so once they <laughs> once they uh took me up to cardiac icu i'm like i i don't who gonna tell my boss that i can't go to work and they wanted me off work for six months so i ended up being off work yeah. for for four months but um yeah they wanted me off work for six so i'm like who gonna call my boss so the doctor ended up calling my boss and he felt bad for like talking shit that whole morning because I was supposed to be at work at seven. They called him at like 9 30 and I think he was at the hospital before 10 o'clock. <laughs> like Yeah, you like, yeah, like with my leave papers and everything. Like, but it, it was it was just crazy how like I felt like my life literally changed in the blink of a moment because now um like I battle with my blood pressure. Like went from having no blood pressure problems to stage to a heart attack to stage two hypertension. But leaving leave and save a lot um, brought my blood pressure down a whole lot. And I'm just working on like lifestyle changes to get off all these damn pills that they got me taking. Damn.
1: That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. So,
0: and I'm and I'm listening, and I'm still not scared to do hard work. So you sit out here of your own business.
1: Mm-hmm. Get to, going hard. That's
2: crazy. Get it done. Yeah, getting but it you can't live life in fear, like you. you can't. I mean, you never know. You never know what can happen. So there ain't no point in living life in fear. And if you well, got goals and things you want to accomplish, then work hard. And if stuff happened, then it happened.
0: Right. right. That's
2: true. You, yeah.
0: you got to roll with the punches, but you got to be willing to work. Like you're not gonna get what you want without doing the work. And it don't matter how many frauds or scammers you pay. Like it's right. not gonna be no quick fix for your credit. Like, mm-hmm. um. Like is not. You either gonna do the work or you're not.
1: Right.
0: And yeah. that's that's all it boils down to. And if you don't do the work, like in any situation, there will always be somebody else who did the work. Like if it wasn't Aisha grinding out her whole twenties to be set for the rest of her life, right. it would have been right. somebody else doing the work and reaping the benefits. Right. So like you either set. yeah, you either want to be that person or you don't. And if you don't like don't try to make somebody else feel bad cuz <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Like.
1: exactly. Yeah, that's that's so real. That's so real cuz like uh like I say like it's all it's all relative but you can't you can't blame nobody or be mad at somebody about the lifestyle you chose. If you chose if you choose not to be financially stable right now in the moment when you later on down the line you can't complain about it cuz you chose that mm-hmm. route especially know. when
0: you know like all right you you might not have wanted to pay for these books or pay for this training but it's so much free game that people give on the internet that can shit, like life. Life. yeah that'll change your life and people just they don't want to implement it they don't want to do the work and then it's everybody else's fault
1: yep, that's and how when I'm
2: you cool. think about it like on a grander scale like sacrificing your 20s is a small price to pay for you to live the rest of your life like just comfortable yeah. like not having to worry about anything whereas you got other people who you know work 20 to 65 you know they all these years of your life missed out on so much stuff So oh much, you ain't want to work a little harder yeah.
0: and that's all that's literally all, about all it
1: now. Is. yeah because mm-hmm. I, like, like I, I want to make this clear because when we say sacrifice your 20s I feel like people get confused or they thinking work 12 hours a day every day for y'all, throughout your whole twenty, don't do
0: nothing <laughs> don't do enjoyable, nothing. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's no. that's not what hard work looks right. like.
1: That's not what we mean. We mean like just prior, always put prioritizing. Get like, up
0: an hour, hour earlier than usual, like
1: exactly. Can stay can up still an still hour later,
0: right? You can still exactly. go kick it on the weekends. Still go kick it, yep. you know, maybe up. not every single weekend, like exactly. Get when okay. you say <laughs> <It's> productive, exactly. <laughs> exactly. When you say yeah. hard work, people just they hear yeah. hard work, and it's like oh, my God, I can't enjoy no aspects of life. And it's like, no, no that's that's
1: no, not what, that's, what that means. Exactly, not at all. That's not, so I just wanted to put that up. Because I people definitely think that. they like, no, nah, I ain't about to, like, I need to enjoy my life. Like, bro, you can enjoy. Life is so much enjoyable when you work hard and then you take those breaks to do something. Because you can really do it to the fullest now. <laughs> to the fullest. like <laughs> You go all in, like, when it's vacation, like, we going, we paying for whatever you want, we buying. Whatever you want to do, yeah. do
0: I ain't got to go ziplining at the little zipline place. I I could go ziplining in Mexico now. Like, <laughs> <you know. laughs> exactly,
2: that's real. You know, about it. you still do it
1: while you're young and yeah. you're in good shape and you yeah. can enjoy it, yeah. and have fun. That's real. That's every mm-hmm. game right there. And uh, so back to I want to add something about another thing that I feel like people get mixed up, and that's oh, biz business, wow. business credit with personal credit. Like a lot of okay. people think they are like one and the same. Like I, I was, I was telling somebody else. I had, a, I was recently having a conversation with somebody, and I was telling them like, just uh, start. He was like, he said he was saying like, he was like, man, I can't open up no, get no business credit. My personal credit fucked up. Like that's what he said. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> it ain't the oh, same.
0: Here's what, here's what I've been seeing like the past couple of months. A lot of people think they're they're using business credit as a reason to ignore. Person. The shitty personal credit. And it's like, eh, <laughs> whoever whoever got you hit to the business credit also didn't tell you that you got to spend money with these vendors. That's going to actually report payment history in order for you to be able to build business credit that's completely separate from your personal credit. Mm-hmm. So when people find that out, they like, oh, well, why I got to do that because business credit and personal credit are not one and the same.
1: Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Like exactly. at all.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and I just wanted to clear that up just for the people that that uh that don't know. And uh, something else that I seen you talk about on Instagram, you said how inquiries is less than 10% of your credit score.
0: hmm
2: like, So you
0: can have you can have 40 inquiries on your credit report and it's still only gonna be 10% in your credit score. Usually when I see people really get hung up with the inquiries, it's because they really don't have anything else in their profile to support a good score. So it's like mm-hmm my scoring of 500, I got 40 inquiries on there. It's not the inquiries on there that's killing your credit. What's killing your credit is the fact that you don't have, you got maybe one or two accounts in your credit report. Like you need to be building history showing that you are financially responsible for debt mm. or with managing debt. And they don't want to do that. They want to complain about the inquiries, right. but they don't want to address that the rest of your credit profile like the other 90% of your credit profile is not in in good shape, and that's why you don't have a favorable credit score. Oh,
1: that's
2: interesting. And what what do you what
1: do you think about? Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of how to ask this. What do you think about people using their credit for for uh, things that's not going to make them money? Do you think that's ever a good like? I mean, besides like how we we could use our credit card for gas, groceries, and stuff like that, but right. other than that. When people go like shopping or like vac or I mean vacations might not be a bad sometimes, certain instances. But with- I think
0: you just gotta know how you are with money. Right, right. Like right, even, right. even though I have like pristine credit, I am terrible with money. Like I've been using this uh this like money tracker lately. I spent seventeen thousand dollars in November and I couldn't even tell you like what I spent seventeen thousand dollars on. Like <laughs> I couldn't tell you. So I think it's really just knowing how you are with money, being realistic about that, like, even, even my flaws, like, I'm not a morning person at all. Same. I know that about myself. i probably stay, like, I could stay up to, like, 4 o'clock in the morning and work, but you want me to get up at 8 and do what? No. <laughs> no, <Nah>. it <laughs> ain't happening. But, like, I know that about myself. I know that I'm terrible with money, like, and it's so crazy because I hear people say, like, if you can't manage $100, you can't manage $1,000. Mm-hmm. That's me. Because <laughs> when I <laughs> <laughs> no lie, when I was making $39,000 a year in 2017 to making six figures a year in 2018, it's like, where did my money be going?
1: <laughs> That's how like, no lie.
0: Know. The month I, one of my uh, like goals for 2020 is to stop ordering out. I looked at so my my Uber Eats and my um. DoorDash thing is connected to my Amex, I spent $3,200 in December between Uber Eats and DoorDash. So I'm like, we are not doing that this year. Like, yeah. I don't went and bought groceries. Look, I got orange juice, y'all. I don't be having <laughs> orange juice. <laughs> I, I made a sausage sandwich this morning. I don't there be making go. sausage sandwiches at the go. house. So, so it's, really, it's really just being aware of what you want to do and it's funny because yesterday I think I had tweeted about um, getting the property taxes for the rental property that I got mm-hmm. and I had text Nita like Nita yeah, yeah. when I filed my taxes this year like I want to use my credit to be able to buy more properties. More like that's what I want to do so that's where I'm at now like it's being self aware like yeah I done fucked up my credit I done tricked off some money like fixed my credit tricked off some more money but now I'm at a, a point where I, I don't like to work, which is weird because I really thought I was going to be the person that had a nine to five until I'm 65. I don't like working. I don't like dealing with people if I don't got to deal with people. Like if I wake up and I just am not in the mood to deal with people, I don't want to have to deal with people. So right now I'm working on my exit strategy. Like I want to obtain four more rental properties before the end of the year. That's one of my goals. And like my long-term, like my five-year plan i don't want to be the person running my business like i want to work i want to live solely off of the money generating activities that i'm doing from 2020 to 2025 to just live the life that i want to live
2: Mm.
1: what i I, I like about everything you just said is basically at the core of it it was just extreme self-awareness like mm-hmm. you know, so many people they will continue to do things or try to do things, even though they know like this is not me, I don't like this, but you you like I don't like working, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this, so this is put myself in position. Even though you got good you got a good company going for you, you still mm-hmm. like I'm looking for my exit strategy. That's and it's crazy because
0: like even even with my company now, like I don't I'm not processing files, I'm not doing customer service. Um, right now, operations-wise, the only thing I'm doing is like quality control. We got staff meetings once a week. So I'm more so dealing with my team and not really dealing with clients. And even that is like, I don't even want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. And I love my team. Like, I love them dearly. But like, it just be, I just be wanting to have like days and weeks where I just don't got to deal with nobody. Like, I think um, December, I had two consecutive days where I did not open my MacBook. I didn't check no emails. I didn't do no quality control, I didn't do nothing at all. I have not had consecutive days like off like that since my last vacation at Save-A-Lot. Like,
1: Damn.
0: I'm not about this entrepreneur life, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> hey,
1: at least you know though. Yeah. No. Like I, I'm
0: good at it just from like the skills that I obtained working in retail management for all those years and being real big on like trial and error and figuring stuff out. But like, I, I don't like this life. This is not the life I want for myself. And,
1: and- And but the dope thing about that is like I feel like what people get confused is they think like either either I have to be an entrepreneur or I have to work a job I don't like. But the reality is, if you can obtain or find a way to earn some passive income, you can get to that position where you don't have to do shit at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that is another option that I feel like people think people think those are the same thing, like being Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur and having somebody that just got hella streams of income. That's not the same thing. Like I mm-hmm. sit on my ass all day, not run any business, but I own hella real estate.
0: And, and be good to go. And be good to go. And that's that's where I that in five years, that's where I'll be at. Like <laughs> oh, I right. slept until twelve thirty today. Cool. Might go brush my teeth at two, but I'm definitely about to go back <laughs> to sleep. Like Yeah, that's that's real.
1: That's
0: man. that's where I'm trying to get. And yeah. um I think it just it just come down to being self aware. Like
2: self-aware, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm very self-aware and working my ass off for somebody else. I have no problem working my ass off now for myself to get to where I want to be.
2: And there's no rule book on this. Like you Mm -hmm. can choose and determine how you want your life to be. Nobody's forcing you to be an entrepreneur. Nobody's forcing you to work a nine to five. You determine what you want your life to be. And a lot of it is really
0: like who you surround yourself with, the stuff you experience, um, so the house, the house that I do have rented out is like in a upcoming neighborhood in Cleveland in the Glenville community.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I hit Need up like need, I want to sell this house. When I tell y'all she got knee deep in me, like I don't think I want for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> like, Irene, don't sell that house. And like in hindsight, just being able to like take out a home equity loan on a house that I own free and clear with no mortgage to be able to like use that and leverage my credit to go obtain more property. That's not something I was thinking about five years ago. Like I didn't give two fucks about real estate five years ago, (laughs) but (laughs) just, I mean, I didn't, but just like, I just knew I was living in this house and I didn't have to pay no rent or no mortgage. So I was like, Hey, Uh but just, um, just meeting a lot of different people and having people in my corner now that, know stuff that I don't know. Like I've always been a know-it-all, but it's like it's it's areas that I I don't know much about at all. Like even though I have my real estate license, like need to know it. Know it. Know, know it nerd. You know yeah, I'm like you know. so. Um, just really just being self-aware. Like yeah, I'm a know-it-all, but I don't know everything about everything. And knowing that it's important to learn from my peers and. Just really keep the goal in mind. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I will realistically be able to retire from doing anything before I'm 40. And I never even thought that, like, that was a, it's people that do that. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Sure.
0: Like, no, it's, it's real life. So just being aware of the company that you keep, um, seeing other people do what I want to do. Like, oh. That like all of that stuff is really important because I think a lot of times when we have goals or we think about stuff, we don't really think that it's even attainable because like we don't see it.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. That's real. That's real. So so that's where
0: I'm that's where I'm at now. I just want to give great customer service to my four point nine rated
2: Financial
0: check them google reviews baby yeah, um talk, talk, but yeah talk. like i just want to do what i do what i do now to run my business to the best of my capabilities and work on my five-year goal of just being able to That's do
1: hard.
0: absolutely nothing which is what i want to do i want to do absolutely nothing absolutely.
1: And ain't nothing wrong with that if you if you could do it as long as you ain't doing absolutely nothing just on your fucking mama couch you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying for the Listen, people that's listening we no what we I'm, in my,
0: about. I'm in my I'm in my two bed two bath loft in downtown Cleveland <laughs> like <laughs> talk
1: your, talk Listen, state, talk yeah I, I, yeah I, I, I like mm-hmm. you man you, you keep it you keep it you keep it real I, I like yeah. that you keep it real about yourself
2: I, uh, I like that you said that. Uh something that's come is peop our people don't see it enough. Yeah. And it's on us to show them like it's other ways out here to get it. It's other ways. And you
0: know what's happen. crazy? When that stuff happened with Aisha, I honestly think like a lot of that backlash was because we don't see it. And I think Yeah.
1: It's just these, ma- misunderstanding.
0: It's a it's a misunderstanding. And like because we don't see it, we don't feel like we deserve it. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you see black entrepreneurs that have legit businesses, like working ethically working hard and they might have a g-wagon or they got a five bedroom house like you'll see people in the comments like oh well why are you bragging why are you doing this why why wouldn't they why why, why do you feel why do you feel like they're not entitled to that like we're not used to seeing people actually work hard and enjoy the fruits of their labor that look like us and then when we do see it it's like because we're not used to seeing it, we got that like mentality, like "Oh, you you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that." And right. then, like, I think a lot of that comes from like, "Oh, if you ain't get it out the mud, like it don't matter."
1: What? Right. It Cause That's because our goals. Our goal is to pass it on to our kids. We right. So my about. kids ain't
0: gotta be in the mud exactly. trying to make right. nothing happen. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like so, that whole that whole mindset is is stupid as hell in itself. And I'm glad you brought up the 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 bragging. Stuff because I feel like our specifically our community. I don't want to say we, we need to brag more, and I don't mean like brag as trying to shit on people, right? I mean like you know what I'm saying big ourselves up because when other communities do it, don't nobody say why the fuck y'all bragging? They don't say nothing, nothing. at all.
0: I see, I see. It's none. congratulations, Jimmy. What you doing next year? What you doing? Yep. Like. See- <laughs>
1: I see Grant Cardone on, on Instagram every day in front of a jet, in front of a jet, in front of, of like a,
0: like a G wagon. I didn't even know they made like you're right, right.
1: And people in the comments like, "Yeah, Uncle G, let's go." Yeah, <laughs> but then I see Floyd may want to do the same, and it's like,
0: why uh, he got to have his money on the floor
1: like that? Like he gonna right. go
2: broke. What do you he mean? Like, y'all what in his pockets
1: and stuff? Are like,
0: they doing the same shit, bro?
1: Like exact exactly. same. Exactly like y'all gotta start. We gotta. We gotta stop doing that, man. Let our people that, uh, especially if you came from from humble beginnings, let them pop their shit sometimes. Because it's, it's 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 really not for for how I see it, It's not a it's not a stunt. It's really trying to give our inspiration to people. Right. Like, when I see stuff like that, when I used to see stuff like that, I always thought I could do that too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what I'm I never thought like, why are you doing that? I was like, damn, if he could do that, I could do that. I definitely <laughs> could do it. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like so. We gotta, yeah, man. We need that's that's why time to time I get on and I pop my shit, and it's not to to stunt or be bragging. It's really just to be like, man, I know where I came from. I can, right. I I can do this shit, like y'all can too. <laughs>
0: exactly. People don't take it like that though, and it's so sad to see.
1: Yeah.
0: So two was it 2018? Mother's Day. I bought my mama um a two thousand seventeen Ford Escape right mm. for Mother's Day. Like pay cash look. for it. So you can tell me at the dealership they like you want to finance I'm like no I got this 21k what's up like I posted it and somebody was actually in the comments like why you ain't get her a Benz first of all bitch my mom ain't got no car first of all <laughs> <right> there <laughs> let's <laughs> right there and I'm fine with my Ford Escape my mom loves love Ford Escape like why you can't just let Why you it's can't let paid me it? off
1: it's paid off you know what I'm saying? And you ain't, and, and it's a high probability that you ain't do that shit for your mom. What you doing
0: for your mama? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you ain't even paying your mama rent. Your mama okay. asked you right. to pay her light bill, that $63 light bill, and that was a problem. A like, right. stop playing with me.
1: Your mama said, Get you, get asked for $100. You throw a whole fit. You your know? mama asked you to
0: bring <laughs> you some milk and some bread. Like, and it was an issue. No. <laughs> right. But it's just so crazy to, like, yeah, we have that mentality. Like, yeah. no don't yeah. don't see it as like somebody trying to shit on you see it as inspiration like this right? person this person came from where i came from and i could be doing what they are doing like yeah.
1: mm-hmm. yes that's real that's why i, I mean me personally i love when people pop this shit i don't care who like when i see somebody when i see somebody applying money a new crib a man to talk about their business I'll be fucking virtually cheerleading. Like, yeah. Listen. I love to see Like how they say, I love to see it. That's really me. I love to see it.
0: Me too. <laughs> and it's crazy because it, it really is a mentality thing. Like yeah. when I got, so I, I bought a new car in November and my credits, like all three of my credit scores was well over 800. I got the income. There's no reason why I can't go to the Mercedes dealership and get what I wanted, Right. So I had got the salesman was he had got referred to me from somebody else who had went to this dealership and I had been talking to him and he's like Irene like why are you nervous and I'm like because all of the cars that I bought in the past I had terrible credit and I'm at the car dealership all day while y'all running my credit 50 times to find a bank to pick me up when I tell y'all I went to the Mercedes dealership they ran my credit 30 seconds later The finance dude was like, Irene, so you you got approved for tier one credit. Did you do you want to look at our uh, energy wagons? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I I (laughs) came. Listen, I came for this GLE 400. But like (laughs) even when he did it, just because I have I have mentally been conditioned to like always having bad credit. I never knew what it was like to go somewhere. Get my credit ran, get approved on the spot, and get what I want. So I literally was in the dealership arguing with why Arguing, I was like, "Is your computer broke?" And he was like, "No. Why'd you Why'd you think the computer is broke?" I'm like, "Cause it came back too fast. Like, it came back way <laughs> too fast." And he's like, "No. It No. It came It came back really fast because you got really good credit." And I'm like, "You sure it ain't broke?" <laughs> like we We literally went back and forth with each other for like ten minutes, and my salesman is like. I ran. do you have the stock number for the uh for the GLE that you wanted? I showed Dubai, hold <laughs> on, here we go. And but it was just such a crazy experience to like go get what I want with no problem, like, no
1: problem. like mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and go on about my business. But it's like mentality, like mentally, I was conditioned to like have a bad sales experience uh-huh. or like have to worry about like oh is they gonna be able to approve me like am i gonna need a cosigner like what am i doing
1: yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's man that in itself is so real because i feel like i feel like a lot of people especially if you're young and black and you got money or whatever you definitely understand what you said because i find myself going through that similar and i feel like diana do too because certain situations it'll be like we could be in a mall shopping and stuff and she'll be like too expensive and I'd be like yo you know you know like and then he has to
2: remind me like you
1: know you like yes I'd be the same way I was I was in Tesla recently and the dude was uh I'm talking to him and stuff he like yeah you know you're you're, you're, if you want to lease this your payment only gonna be like four five and I'm like four five and I'm thinking to myself like what the what the fuck (laughs) I'm, I'm like, like mentally, it's like if I, I'm like missing in my brain. I feel like yo, I ain't got no money. I'm still like, cause as a kid. You program, you see that with your parents, you like. Yep. So you get adult, even though you got it, you like. Uh. Uh-uh. He's like, I remember he was asking. He's like, "What's stopping you from getting this car?" And I'm like, "Bro, I'm cheap as fuck. I'm gonna, get, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm cheap,
0: bro." That I, listen, yeah. that was me last week. I went to uh, I went to the Nike store to get some sweatpants because I'm about to be in office six yeah. days a week until yeah. March. So I'm like, I'm gonna have my little Hannah financial sweatshirts, and yeah. I need me some sweatpants. I ended up picking up these. I think it's they call it like Flyknit, Flyknit,
1: they Nike. or some they Nike, okay, or
0: out. It's some like tech something Nike Tech. There we go. Yeah. Pick, listen, picked they up like, those sweatpants. I just picked them up because I thought they was cute.
1: Yeah.
0: Get to the counter, ring them out. I get in the car, and the Nike store is like forty five right. minutes from my house. So I'm like, I don't think I got that much stuff. Like, why was my total so much? I put out the receipt. Them sweatpants was $100. $100 and yeah. when I tell y'all, I'm sitting in the car like sweating. It's snowing out. Listen, it's snowing outside. I ain't even got my heat on in the car yet. I'm sweating like, did I just pay $100 for some sweatpants? Irene, what are you doing? Like, I even had to call my boyfriend. I'm like, bang, I think I need to take these sweatpants back. And he was like, why? Wow. I was like, because they was $100. And he like, I mean, you got it. And I was like,
2: <laughs>
0: you, Yeah, you but like, yeah, $100. Because, you know,
1: you know, growing up, my parents, they would have lost
0: you. Man, I mean, listen.
1: $100 worth some sweatpants. What? So you, that's still in your head? Like, it's still,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's still in my head.
1: Yeah, <laughs> same. Because I, I just bought it some Mackie This pants and a hoodie. 200 Listen. <laughs> right. She was like, the,
0: the one sweatpants. Nike would be lucky to see me for another two years. Like <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, don't worry. Don't worry, don't
1: worry. Yeah, it'd be lucky. Mm-hmm. I'll you, but- and it's crazy
0: because like we don't even realize like how much bad credit cost us until you hmm. get good credit. So before I got my GLE in November, my car so my car note, um, I'm leasing it and I got the appearance package warranty. So it cover, like my windshield, tires, rims, and all that. And if Listen, you, you from Cleveland, so you know it's Pothole Central. Oh, yeah. So you need, all, yeah, you need all all, that. My car note is 703. I was driving a 2012 Equinox before that. I had a co-signer. I traded in a car um, that they gave me $7,000 for. And my car note for that Chevy Equinox, it wasn't even like the loaded one, was $675. <laughs> i am like, for 25 more dollars? Like yeah. I could be driving a Mercedes SUV.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Let me get let me get that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just crazy because, like, we don't really know how much bad credit costs us until yeah. you look at it like that. Like
1: mm-hmm. bad credit is expensive for sure. That's for sure. And something that you said, uh, because we didn't get to touch on this. You said the three different scores. So mm-hmm. people, I want uh just for the people that's listening, do you mind going over that for people that don't know?
0: For, you mean for mortgages or like in general? In general. Oh, so each, so FICO, which is like the leading scoring system, um, they actually sell credit score models to each individual major credit bureau. So TransUnion got a like, set of FICO scores. Experian got a set of FICO scores. Equifax got a set of FICO scores. And depending on what's in your individual credit reports, that's why like a lot of times if you do pull all three of your reports, the scores are usually always off from one another, because your credit reports don't always necessarily have the exact same information. Like you might have had a collection account that only reported to TransUnion and Equifax. So that's why your experience score might be higher. But the credit score itself is a product that that is sold to the credit bureaus. And then they sell those credit scores to the banks that wanna issue you credit for car loans, mortgages, credit cards. Like it's it's all it's all about the money, and we not paying them nothing, unless you pay off like credit monitoring. But even then, they don't give you like top tier customer service. Um, but it's it's all about the money. Like it's all products. The credit bureaus house data. That's all they do, and they buy these credit scoring models from FICO to basically put into numbers whether or not you credit worthy or how credit worthy you are.
2: I know a, um, a real big thing right now is like everybody checking their credit scores and monitoring and all that. But mm-hmm. I've been hearing like a lot of bad stuff about credit karma. Is it like, should people be using credit karma?
0: So that just go back to anything free or easy for a consumer is not necessarily always in the best interest of the consumer. So even though credit karma is free to us as consumers, credit karma is still a business. Mm-hmm. How do they make money? credit card offers if you log into your credit karma app what's the first thing you see
2: Offers recommendations for this
0: exactly so i'm particularly not a fan of credit karma um one because they will recommend cards and stuff to you even if you don't need it like if i logged into credit karma right now even with my credit score they would still be trying to offer me credit cards like i got 13 credit cards i don't need no more (laughs) (laughs) like nothing at all but they make four dollars for every application that they like every credit card application that they process through the app credit card would make four dollars from
2: okay
0: so yeah so even though like and then even when they know you won't get qualified for the card even though like if you used to go and apply for it they still make money off of that whether you get approved or not Mm -hmm. so yeah And um, Credit Karma also doesn't use the FICO scoring system, which is even though Vantage, it it uses Vantage. So even though Vantage is like the second leading credit scoring system, it's still only used in about 10% of loan applications. So FICO is still like the head honcho. And a lot of times when people go to banks to like get approved for cars and whatnot, they like, well, my Credit Karma score was 750. Well, your FICO score with us is six twenty three. Um, I just <laughs> I, so listen. I just um, I don't I don't like that. And then because we we don't know about credit scoring and things of that nature, like that's why I think on the consumer end, people are like, oh yeah, credit karma did this and credit karma did that, and this it's not credit karma. It's just you not really understanding. The different scoring systems and scoring models.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yep, sense. You
2: gotta do your research.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And one more question mm-hmm. I got for you. Okay. So just knowing, like, how I grow up, you know, your parents sometimes take their kids' social security numbers and put a lot of stuff in their names, and then when they get older, the kids realize their credit is like screwed.
0: I they still pay- can't get a Time yeah. Warner account. <laughs> See,
2: okay, <laughs> Time Warner was a big one. Like a lot of my cousins got hit with that, but it's like looking at it from the other side of the spectrum. What are some ways people can establish credit for their kids the right way um, instead of ruining their credit?
0: The best way is just having credit cards and adding them as an authorized user. Uh, something I've been seeing a lot is oh, I added my three year old as authorized using my credit cards for what. <laughs> Um, so you adding them to your credit cards prematurely is not really doing anything but putting them at a higher risk to have their information stolen. So mm. the way you generate credit reports, like for your information to even be on the black web or wherever the hell that they sell personal information, is by you opening accounts or creating a credit profile. So like as a kid, like you're not born with a credit profile. You generate a credit profile when you start applying for lines of credit. Um, credit cards, things of that nature. So if you're not monitoring your three-year-old's credit for the next 15 years, there's no reason for you to add them as an authorized user Mm -hmm. to your credit cards because now you just generated them a credit report that is just sitting at TransUnion Experian at Equifax to get hacked every holiday. Um, So it's like you're putting them at risk to have their information stolen so I always tell people, wait until your kid get older. Like, wait until they're, like, 16, 17. Add them as an authorized user. Teach them about how credit cards work. Um, but definitely don't do it as a, as a kid. And it's even some banks, like, you can go, like, get them bank accounts and they can get credit cards. But I think you'd have to be, like, the co signer on it if they're under 18. Like, you could even do that. But I definitely... Trying to build them credit at the age of three does does nothing, and then they won't actually even start to generate a credit score until they're seventeen. So there's no purpose in them even being on your cards for anything prior to that. That makes
1: sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. And well, uh, like one, yeah, one of the last questions I have for you is: as we all know, tax season is approaching. Season. Is, is, tax, season. Is, is, is tax season is coming. I know, I know, a lot of people are excited about that. Get them returns. So, that's, but before that, when you're doing the filing. You know, a lot of people are going to go to h Block and Tax. What do you think is, uh, what do you think are some preventative measures so people don't get finessed and lose money while they're filing for their taxes?
0: Um, so, a lot of times when people go to, like, H&R Block, Jackson Hewitt, uh, yeah. Liberty, they're going to get those cash advances. So... Yeah y'all could come in handy financial if y'all want to do that shameless plug yep. but i'm <laughs> uh, really just doing your due diligence as a consumer when it comes to who you getting your personal information to like ask questions ask your preparer are you using TurboTax to do my taxes if they are run the other way like nobody professionally preparing your taxes can use self-prepared platforms so TurboTax, tax act usa are like the two biggest ones those are self-prepared platforms so when you submit that tr- that when you transmit your tax return to the IRS, at the bottom of your tax return, regardless of what that person put on there to get you back whatever money that you wasn't supposed to get back, the bottom of your return is going to say self-prepared, which means you transmitted this yourself. If you go to a professional tax preparer, our PTIN and our EFIN numbers are at the bottom of your tax return. So if I put something on there that's fraudulent, like I add some additional credits that you know you're not eligible for, the IRS is going to know Irene Day prepared this tax return. Um, So really just asking questions. I don't know too many independent preparers that cannot offer bank products, like cannot do the cash advances and things of that nature. Um, Anybody to tell you like, oh, well, when you get your refund, bring me your prep fee, even if they don't want to do the cash advances, they should still have bank products where you can pay your prep fee out of your refund, like before you even get it. So really just, asking questions and just being more like just being more aware of things to look out for um, when people filing taxes. Because just like credit repair, like everybody named mama doing these crazy janky stuff for your credit. It's people out here doing the exact same thing on the tax side. And it's like, it's nobody's responsibility but your own to safeguard your information and be selective with who you do business with.
1: Mm. As a gym, right mm-hmm. girl, I love that. Because I just want I just want people to uh, cause I hear stories all the time about how people got fucked up on i be like, well, I've I had so
0: to- many when I so this is my uh, third year doing tax prep um, officially with bank products. My first year, I had so many tax clients that like had their information stolen from the person that they was doing the taxes with before. And it's like, y'all gotta do better.
1: Mhm. That's what it's like, man. And it,
0: it should be a red flag like, "Alright, I got one kid. This person got me back $7,000." I get it, you want the money, but like, now you and your kid then had their identity stolen because and you probably getting audited by the IRS because, right. yeah, <laughs> because you, yeah, because you wanted some some extra coinage. Like, yeah. no.
1: And do, you, and do you do you mind going into that further just a little bit for the people that try to like finagle the game and be like, oh, I'm about to get a lot of money back and, you know, pretty much, pretty much live on their stuff to get it's, money back. Listen, More. it's
0: all about, it's all about checks and balances. Like, that's it. And that's why earlier is where earlier I had just went live because I've been getting a lot of um, texts and emails like, hey, Irene, can you file my tax return using my last pay stub? No, the hell I cannot. <laughs> like One, I like being able to offer my clients cash advances and that's a lot of the a lot of the, um, the, people that do get like crazy refunds, that's why they come to me because they don't want to go to Jackson Hewitt and H&R Block and pay $900 to get their taxes filed for cash advance. Like I don't consider my prices cheap, but I ain't Jackson Hewitt and H&R Block expensive either. Yeah. Um, so I would not jeopardize not being able to give cash advances because you want me to file your return with your last paycheck stub. Like everything with the IRS is about checks and balances. So any documents that are issued to you, like a W-2, a 1099 from a credit card processor, a 1099 from PayPal, a 1099 from an independent contractor, like all of those documents that are issued to you are issued to the IRS at the same time. Mm. So what sense would it make for me to file your tax return because you don't have your W-2 yet and the IRS don't have your W-2 yet? Mm-hmm. See, None, at all. No, 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 no. None at all. None at all. Because when your return gets transmitted, one of the things that they check for oh, there's a W 2 on here. Where's the matching W 2 on our end?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, if they can't match some, hey, red flag all the time. And I don't got time to be getting disqualified from being able to file taxes, offer cash advances. um have my bank products because you want to be impatient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, I'll see you in two weeks, but this week, right.
1: nah. <laughs> oh, that's real, that's real. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, because I pretty much asked all the, you had any more questions? Uh,
2: nope, that was all my Those
1: questions. questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, but before we wrap up, as usual, you just want to say we definitely appreciate you taking out the time to come on and talk mm-hmm. to us. Like this was Listen. this is
0: great. I'm glad y'all had me because I feel again it's like this this cloud over the credit repair industry. So I always I'm always excited to be able to like yeah. give it raw, yeah, and clear up a lot of crap that we think yeah is, is, is really crap. <laughs> like clear it up when it comes to the credit industry.
1: And I wanted people to know as well because mm-hmm. this is like to, 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 so they can realize the the BS from the legit real people that's doing it. So they'll be... Able to-
0: and I like breaking it down. Like, if you think of, if you think about this, this don't make sense. Like,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> like usually the puzzle pieces got to go together. And if the puzzle pieces don't fit, like, something ain't right. People so...
1: Yeah, people don't think that part of it. They just think, oh, you gonna fix it? You gonna take all that off? No, I right. think yeah, that's it. Quick okay, look, and easy. Look the other side of that. Yeah, but yeah like I said, we definitely... Appreciate you coming home. But before we let you go, do you mind plugging in all your stuff where people can find you? Follow you on social media. Find your listen, comments, get your service.
0: Y'all, y'all can find me. So my uh, my website is down until Thursday. Okay. But y'all can find me um, on Instagram at Credit Queen Irene. Uh when I'm on Twitter. I be talking about uh credit on Twitter, but that's kind of like my my I be ducked out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I be, I be. Like
2: Personally.
0: um <laughs> but on Twitter, it's Irizy Peasy. Mm-hmm. You guys can find me on Facebook, Irene Day or Hannah Financial, um, and you can follow my business page on Instagram too. It's at Hannah Financial.
1: Cool. So yeah, definitely mm-hmm. everybody knows mm-hmm. taxes are coming. Taxes, uh, Y'all need your no credit repair? Y'all know who to go to? Y'all. Can,
0: everybody
2: daily. in Cleveland for sure. That's where y'all <laughs> Listen, need
0: to be. I in. got I got live customer service. Exactly. So if y'all y'all got questions, y'all can call us Monday through Friday nine to five. If you're an active client. Right. Um yeah. but yeah.
1: That's the, yeah. Yep. And that's that's all that's all we got for you. Like I said, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Thank Next time we're in Cleveland, we're gonna hit you up. We gonna y'all have gotta
0: you pull up. up. Yeah. Listen, sure, I can. got I got I got all the liquor, okay? <laughs> listen, oh, we, we can we can go somewhere and order some carry out because I can't order Uber Eats no more. Okay. Like, we listen. Got we, we, we got you.
2: We're
1: going to tap in for sure. We gonna, we gonna, I got you all. Sure, I'm pretty sure we'll be there sometime this year, so we're going to tap in. Listen, mm-hmm. I'll probably
0: be dead until March. <laughs> But that second okay. week of March, I'll be good to go. Listen. To that season, for sure. Listen, I'll be good to go.
2: <laughs>
1: All right, well, we appreciate you. All
0: right. Listen, thanks for having me on. Uh, oh, let me <laughs> hit, let me hit. Let me take my pictures.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God, my
1: cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got my face <laughs> ready,
0: man. Oh God! All right, all thanks, right. y'all. Appreciate hey, you. when it's going live, let me know. So, so, so I can send it to my mama because so she' proud, y'all.
1: Yep. I got you. All,
0: all, right. Right. all, all right.
1: right, bye, y'all. All right. Well, that was another episode of the Mindset Podcast with Irene. Like she said, if you guys want to get tapped in with all her services and everything, you got you got the information. And then wrapping up. For those who don't know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. Indeed.
2: And you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent and Twitter, Deanna S. Kent.
1: And that's all we got for y'all. I appreciate y'all for tapping in another episode. See y'all next episode. Peace. Oh, like. On the way to the Big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk cause you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. A whole lot of shit on the way. On the
0: way.